Good morning, everyone, or maybe good afternoon or good evening, depending on when you are listening to this. Welcome to a Daily Devo with Vince and Bo. You know, I was thinking, we say Daily Devo, and it's been five days a week for a while. Mm -hmm. So it's not really daily, but it is yeah. weekday daily. That's to be accurate. Yes. <laughs> Some of you are watching on Facebook right now. Some of you are listening on the Bridge Podcast. Welcome to everybody who is tuning in. Today is Friday, and it is May 22nd, so this month we are talking about whatever day of the month it is, is the chapter of the book of Proverbs that we are talking about in our Daily Devo. So today is May 22nd, and we will be looking at Proverbs chapter 22. We have a quick introductory question that we would love to hear your thoughts on. If you're on Facebook, you can leave your response in the comments. If you're listening on the podcast, I don't believe there is a way for you to leave a response that we are at least checking at the moment. Uh, we just launched the podcast recently, so feel free to jump over to our Bridge Facebook page and leave a response there. Our question for everybody today that we would love to hear from you is, when you think back to your childhood, is your memory that you grew up poor or not so much? Might feel like a little bit of a personal question, but obviously, doesn't reflect on you, you know, and it doesn't even necessarily mean that your perception is accurate. But when you were a kid, do you remember thinking, we're fine, we, we got money, we have our needs taken care of, or do you remember feeling like there was lack or need or that your family unit was poor? We'll start with you, okay. Pastor Bo, and then we'll, uh, uh, we'll go to the people. Yeah, you know, uh, I probably fit into the, maybe that broadest category of people where um, money was always tight. Yeah. You know, we never felt like we had a lot. And, yeah. um, and it was a source of conflict in our home, you know, arguments over money and spending yeah. and things. Um, but looking back, actually, my, my, I could almost divide my, my growing up years in pre-divorce, post-divorce, because mm -hmm. there was a marked difference. Mm -hmm. Pre-divorce, I didn't really see ourselves as impoverished mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Just middle class, yeah. needs met, nothing extra but enough. It was different after my mom and dad split up and uh, just a whole different world at that point. So I'd say there was, there was lack, but yeah. we didn't starve. <laughs> that makes sense. So, Do you remember feeling that as a kid? Like feeling worry about it? It was always, it seems like it was always in the air, you know, it was always mm -hmm. kind of like there was, especially when my mom and dad were together, there was a source of conflict. Mm -hmm. So we would get the, you know, the, the overflow of that. Mm -hmm. So we were like conscious of money's a problem, you know. Yeah. Um, and then after the divorce, when there was no conflict, money really was a problem. problem. Yeah, yeah. So I just remember being real conservative, you know, personally, like, oh, I don't need that. I don't need that because I don't want to put added burden on my mom, you know. Yeah. Um, so just kind of doing without, and that was, that was okay, though. Because yeah. what we lacked in material things, we more than made up for in just love and mm. the things that matter so much more. Yeah, amen. So, yeah. how about you? It's, as I hear you say it's always in the air, I'm like, oh my gosh, that just resonates mm -hmm. so much. It was very similar, a lot of conflict around money, mm -hmm. never felt like we had enough. Um, I've shared this before, we lived 
because of money we lived in an area that in the Chicago area that was not very safe and so there was a physical danger connected mm -hmm. to the lack mm -hmm. of money you know mm -hmm. what I mean so it wasn't just will we have enough but it was will we ever make enough to get out mm -hmm. and that was something for better or for worse probably for worse but my parents probably let us in on you know, maybe more than they wish they did uh -huh. now as they right. look back, you know what I mean? Right. But um, yeah, w our perception of ourselves was definitely poor. Yeah. Um, and, and specifically because of the area, you yeah. know what I mean? It was less right. about, can we get groceries? It was more about, can we get out? Can we ever get us, escape this Can we get out? Community, right, 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 right. Uh -huh. Yep. Yeah, we, the reason we're bringing that up as our kind of discussion question is because Proverbs talks a lot about how people relate to the poor. Mm -hmm. And uh, it will come as no surprise to you to hear that God cares about how we care for the poor. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a matter of fact, this morning, um, because today's broadcast is, is pre-recorded, um, I was a little uncertain which proverb we were actually in today. It so gets I, very confusing when you're pre-recording <laughs> right, that right. for other days. So, yeah. I had, so I had to text Vince and say, what chapter are we doing today? <laughs> and who's up to bat, you know? And uh, because I thought we might be in chapter 21 and I saw a verse on our relationship to the poor and I thought, I think I'm gonna go with that theme. And then I found out we're actually on chapter 22 and I said, there's probably a verse about the poor in that chapter too. Mm -hmm. Sure enough, there was. Yeah. And that gives an example of how much Proverbs in particular, the Bible in general, has to do with dealing with the poor and what our relationship to the poor should be. So a few things that I just wanna draw out from Proverbs is number one, it is very clear from scripture that God identifies with the poor. Uh, it says in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 31, whoever oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker but whoever is kind to the needy honors God. Mm -hmm. So God looks at how we treat the poor and he kind of takes it personally. He, he identifies so much with the, the impoverished that he says, when you, when you help them, you're honoring me. And so he sees that. He's a very, it's a very personal thing with God, how he relates to the poor. Proverbs 19 verse 17 says, whoever is kind to the poor lends to the Lord, mm. and He will reward them for what they have done. Give God alone. So yeah, <laughs> you know, you don't think of God as having any needs, right? but if you know people who do have needs, and you help them, and you bless them, God says, thanks for the loan. Wow, 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 wow. And I always wow, like wow. to say that God always pays His debts, Yeah. right? Yeah. You yeah. can count on, God will bless you, He will take care of you. So there's a close identification, and then that well-known passage of scripture in Matthew chapter 25 when Jesus is describing judgment at the end of the world where he gathers all the nations of the world and they're divided into two groups the sheep and the goats mm -hmm. those on his right hand and those on his left hand and he says to them these words um, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes, you clothed me. I was sick, you looked after me. Mm. I was in prison, you came to visit me. Mm. And of course Jesus said, I mean the people said, when did we see you sick or in prison? When did we do these things? He said, when you've done it to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it 
to me, mm-hmm. for me. So God identifies so much with the poor that he says anything we do for the poor, he takes it per- like a personal thing, like you're doing it for wow. him. So wow. um, clearly, you know, the, the lesson to take out of this is be mindful of the poor, mm-hmm. be generous to the poor, mm-hmm. just be willing to share what you have. And I know that many times we feel like we don't really have much to share. But most of us have more than we realize, (laughs) you know. And so we always seem to find money for the things that matter most to us. So let the poor matter to you. And uh, God will take that very personally and he will bless you accordingly. Which leads to the second observation I want to make on this subject is how we respond to the poor is how God will respond to us. Proverbs 21, 13 says, whoever shuts their ears to the cry of the poor will also cry out and not be answered. Mm. Now, we all have needs. We all cry out to God for things that we need Him to do, asking Him to do, or trusting Him to do. And He says, you know, if you have an open ear to the cry of the poor, I will have an open ear to your needs. Wow. So there's a definite benefit that comes to us. And uh, so that's just something that comes with this whole how we relate to poor. Number three, last one, helping the poor results in blessing now and eternal reward in heaven. Wow. Proverbs 22, 9, the generous with themselves be blessed for they share their food with the poor. It's right there. Yeah. It's on the page. There it is. Jesus in Luke chapter 12, He says, sell your possessions, give to the poor, provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So Jesus is, the Bible is saying, not only will you be blessed on the earth when you consider the poor, but you're building up reward in heaven. Yeah. So, you know, uh, and I know that we were talking about this just briefly right before we started this broadcast that, um, you know, we both kind of shared a, a similar story in that money was always an issue in our homes mm-hmm. and it was not because we have so much and what, we, what are we going to do with it all, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but how are we going to pay the bills and how are we going to, you know, keep our furniture and do all of these yeah, types of right, things. Right. Um, but yet, in reality, if, because we grew up here in America, Mm-hmm. By the standards of the rest of the world, we are quite, and we're quite affluent. Yeah, it's very true. You know, we, we, true. if you've been out of the country, if you've been to a third world country, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, if you own a car, you're in the minority of people in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have sufficient food on a regular daily basis, you're, all, you're, you're ahead of the most, most in the world. Mm-hmm. So many people in the world exist on a subsistence level hand to mouth, work today, get, I get to eat today. Mm-hmm. If I don't work tomorrow, I won't eat tomorrow. Right. I mean, life is so brutal in so many parts of the world. And so um, seeing other countries and being just, you know, being aware of, of how we live compared to the rest of the world, I think has sensitized me to this issue. Mm-hmm. Probably not nearly enough, mm-hmm. but it's in my mind. Yeah, you when know? you see it, it yeah. gets in there. You know, an example, Vince, um, through this coronavirus, you know, to help stimulate the economy, our government just started sending money to people, right? I was like, 
You didn't have to do anything. There's money in my, in my checking account. It's good to be an American, <laughs> you know? And I'm, and I'm hearing from my friends in India. I'm hearing from my friends in Pakistan. And guess what? They're not getting money deposited in their checking account mm. by their government. Mm. And, um, and, and so what I, but what I love about these ministries that we know about there, they, they have moved into action and they're distributing food to the needy around them during this coronavirus, knowing that because of the shutdown, people not working, people are going hungry. And so um, I'm happy to say that we've done some, a little bit to help them. A couple of ministries, one in Pakistan, one in India. And uh, I wish we you know, had done more and could do more. Um, but I'm blessed that our friends there are mindful of the needs around them and uh, that we've been able to help them somewhat. Any more thoughts on this topic? The one thing that popped in my head was um, one of the great things about the bridge is that we have people attending across the whole political spectrum, right? And there are parts of both sides of the aisle that so reflect God's heart, and there are parts on both sides of the aisle that in some ways don't, mm -hmm. right? Um, and when you hear a devotion like this, if you lean a little more right, there's maybe a part of you that goes, <laughs> hold up, hold <laughs> up, right? And one of, the, one of the testimonies or testaments to the power of Scripture is that it so speaks to the um, things that are maybe off on either side of the aisle. In Proverbs, like if you're on the right and you go, well, we shouldn't be helping the poor. They got to help themselves. And no one on the right actually says that out loud, but that's maybe the stereotype, right? Mm -hmm. um, there is so many Proverbs about if you live this way, you mm -hmm. will end up in poverty. Mm -hmm. There's so much warning yeah. against the life decisions that yeah. lead people into poverty. Right. There's, it's like again and again and again, if you're not diligent, if you yes. don't work hard, if you don't save, mm -hmm. you're going to end up in poverty. Mm -hmm. So there's all of those things that the, are kind of some of the stereotypical values of the right. And, and the verse that says, if you don't work, you won't eat. You, don't, you shouldn't right. eat. Right. If you don't work, you shouldn't so, eat. Right. So like everything that the right holds dear in terms of people need to earn their own living, the Bible affirms and holds up. And on the very next page, they mm -hmm. say, and you better be kind to the poor. Yeah. And you better give to the people in need. Yeah. And not saying just give to the people in need necessarily uh -huh. who are the worthy poor you know what i mean it doesn't draw any line it says if you when you look at you mm -hmm. work hard earn your money save and when you're looking at people in need give generously to help people who mm -hmm. are in need so yeah the scripture is just so ch it's so challenging yeah to all of us it regardless is. of where you are in the political spectrum and that's i think like we've talked about it's one of the testaments to it being a book not of this world. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 you, and that's a good, another uh, reason to, when you read the Bible, you, you read it in context. And, and when you talk about context, you have to really think about the entirety of the scripture. What does the Bible say throughout yeah. on any given subject? Yeah. And uh, so, so good that, uh, yeah, the Bible advocates working, being responsible, being diligent. Yeah. And um, 
in really direct ways. Very direct ways. It does not soft sell that at all. Boy, and you know, an example, you know, um, in the early church, you know, it says that they they shared everything in common and no one had need. And it was like, wow, this, it's almost like, Sounds like communism. It sounds a little bit like <laughs> socialism, communism, right. and, uh, and but it, it, it's like utopian and so forth. And yet at the same time, you, you dig in Scripture and you read the whole Bible, Paul set forth some very clear guidelines yeah. for who should be, which widows should be supported by right. the church, those yeah. who are in legitimate need, yeah. but if they didn't meet a certain criteria, they right. were not to be they added to the list. Out, right? That's yeah. right. And yes. so... There's wisdom. Yeah. It's not just blind, indiscriminate. Oh, yeah. we have to help everybody all the time right. in every way. Right, 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 right. The Bible doesn't say that, but it does say the attitude of our heart should be generous. Yeah. You know, yeah. and kind, and yeah. and and just identify with those in need and be willing to. Uh, I like to say, have an open heart and open hand, yeah. and um, and when you live that way. Uh, it, God blesses you. He just does. When you consider other people and you help other people, and, and Vince, I've told the story, and um, you know when we went to make take this huge step of buying this building and renovating it, and you know we took a giant step from being in a rented warehouse to purchasing a one point one million dollar building and putting another one point one million dollars into it. How were we going to do this? Mm-hmm. This was a huge thing. It seemed insurmountable. Um, but I really, really feel like the Lord ministered something to my heart when we were facing this. And it had to do with what we're talking about right here. Mm. Um, and I feel like the Lord just ministered to me because you have been generous with others, talking about other ministries, overseas ministries, missions. He said, I will be generous to you because mm. you have said, this is how it came to me, because you have said yes to others. I am saying yes to you. Mm, And I know that we're here because God has seen what we've endeavored to do. Not that we've done it perfectly, but we've tried to do the right things and God has blessed us for for it. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, I would just encourage everybody as we wrap this up is just prioritize the the poor in your personal finances in some way. Make a, a, just a, a perfect, purposeful decision to bless and help other people. God will bless you for it. Have a great day. Bye-bye. See you Monday.